This is Josh Bonham coming to you from uh, Rocket Recovery Prison Ministries. Uh, my co-host, Angie Meadows. Hello. <laughs> we're happy to have you today. <laughs> um, well, what we're doing here is we're doing this new show, new new lesson about uh, prison ministry. See, what happened is is Angie has the Bible lessons you could about Rocket Recovery. She does each and every single week. It has different Bible studies, different books that she writes. And she thought that maybe we should reach out to, you know, incarcerated people. And me, being incarcerated 15 years, I thought that was a great idea because sometimes we get overwhelmed about life and uh, we think we can take it all on our own. We can do the world things, thinking worldly thoughts, and it's wrong because I did it. I kept on going back, which most of you probably isn't the first time you've been in. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, the, the first thing I, I did a lesson on is the slow thinking. So most of us think that we have to get out and make a million dollars or make up for lost time. But we have to realize that lost, the last two words of that sentence a lost time do we really get to make up for it is there really such a thing as making up for lost time can we get those days back no but see what i can do is i can make every day today tomorrow and every day a present from mm -hmm. god the day that i get the day that i gotta worry about today the one in front of me you know i i have to and see i i I went into the Bible and thought about some things that I've I've heard. And Matthew six thirty three says, "But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all those things will be added to you." So, okay, let's break that down. It says, first seek the kingdom of God." So, I should seek God and a relationship. And in doing this, all those things will be added. Is that what it's saying? Are these things? So, what are these things? Wouldn't it be all the things I missed out on or the life beyond our imagination? So by us following this commandment, we get all the time back we lost and mm -hmm. we bring a kingdom to us, one that is heaven, but that's for later. <laughs> so let's rewind a sec. So it says, seek the Father first and all this stuff I'd be worried about will be added to you, right? Correct. So, see, it says in the verse prior to this that we aren't to worry about the things that most of us can't help but worry about. I've been in the game off and on 40 years. I've hustled everything. I've tried most everything. And I know when I decided to put God first, my wallet got fatter and my heart got cleaner. And all around me, life got better. So that's what I'm here today to, to do, really, is to tell you uh, – yeah. What I know, what I've yeah. what I've learned, and to and to set. What do you say, Angie? What were we going to set? The redeem. Oh, we're going to set an intention. Attention. Each and every. Each and every morning, set an intention for the day. Because I think recovery needs to start while they're in prison, yes. so that they're forming uh, thought patterns that are going to follow them out. That's going to be different. Because when I find that when they get out of prison. There's a lot of thought patterns that are survival, That's and man, they can't even they can't even breathe for and and move one foot in front of the other without anxiety because of the survival mode or like you said that hustle mode. Yeah. But instead, the Word of God says that He 
is going to redeem the time. Yeah. So I think the last part of your life is going to be greater yes. than that part. And while you're there, don't waste those years. Instead, I've written uh, recovery books. Oh, the first one is 12 Lessons on Anxiety. And we're getting and, them in there. Yeah, to you all. we're going to see what we can do about getting some donations, getting these books in the prison. All God will provide. Yeah, and if you don't take care of your anxiety, it's going to torment. If you don't take care of your torment, it's going to trauma. If you don't take care of your trauma, it's going to your spirit, your soul disconnecting. And then you got to learn to detach. And then we have to learn relationship addictions and we got other books coming on how to, how we are a prisoner of our flesh when we're believing those lies and how to be able to hear the voice of the Lord and what God is saying and we've got bible studies and prayers and we've got understanding of the trauma that complex post traumatic stress trauma that's different and that keeps you on a loop at all times so that we can reprogram that. So while they're in prison, I want you to set an intention every day to be your strong self, to be your strong man, to move you out of your fears so that when others come to you and they're bullying or they're doing, they're, you know, dominating, you're not getting baited. You're like your true self. You're like joy and peace and patience. And you're not falling into that. Yeah, you're not. You're, you're not like, thinking you have to do that to other human beings to right. be strong. That's right. Because it's not like that. So a lot of times we just practice one thing. We just practice being content today or we practice kindness today. So what do you want them to practice today, Josh? Just peace. Yeah. Peace is number one, Hold especially that. where you're at Hold today. Hold that peace. Because if you are not, if you don't have peace, you have noise. And if you have noise, everything I'm saying to you right now is just rolling in and out. It's just noise. It's just another part of the noise in your head. But if you take the second and give it to God like meditate and i know this sounds all crazy that you could actually do this and it actually helps well i'm not on probosac i've did 16 years i do have ptsd <laughs> my father did beat me all my childhood and i'm still out here surviving i'm doing pretty good at it yeah. and not because of me just because of the father you know what i mean yes so you can father. too the heavenly father yeah yeah so your heart can heal when you get quiet in your spirit and you connect with your the Holy Spirit when you connect with your the Holy God with your higher power, and, and you know you may come in different ways, but you'll get there. Yes. And, and don't condemn yourself, don't judge yourself, and don't don't um, indulge those really really loud emotions. Instead, feel them a little bit and turn them down. Like if anger is your go-to, it's probably was your protection. Yeah, so that exactly you didn't get hurt. Yeah. And instead, oh, I feel angry again, and turn it down a little bit. And like I was teaching Josh, break it down into those – it's a mega emotion, so yeah. break it down into those little emotions. I feel irritated, frustrated. And why? And find yeah. out why. Why are yeah. you always getting angry? Because yeah. I'm an angry person. I mean, I know you can only hear me, but just know that I lived that life. I lived that life angry. I lived that life thinking I had to bully and live taking stuff. And it's not the way. But It's but, not strong. Yeah, but what age did, did you develop that? Young. Young. Because young. you had to survive. 
survive. Yes, in the it streets. was the in fighter the... in you that survived in your parents' home. Yes, to be able to just oh, yeah, deflect the anger and the bitterness and the violence that was coming out of you. Well, I'm here to tell you, some of you didn't get raised. You didn't get nurtured. You got jerked up. Yes, and there's a whole lot of parenting that you've got to do with yourself by giving yourself compassion, like you would have wanted to have by nurturing that inner child in yourself those little guys that are hurting so that you can grow and you can mature and you can become alive in your spirit you can become one with your peace one with joy you can know that that's your inheritance and not this victim mentality and the crazy part about it is as drug addicts and yes that's me as well as a past drug addict and it's a struggle every single day i'm alcoholic today because i live the god steps of aa uh I know that it's it's a struggle every day, and you're going to want to find excuses to want to go back to the life that you know, and that is the survival she's talking about as well. There's all kinds of different ways you can see the survival. It, it doesn't just have to be the fear. It could also be as well as that hustle that you know so well. You think that you can get out and uh, you should go out and hustle, and, and that is your way. That's your survival key. That is not a way. Mm-hmm. Work is the way. Work is the way. Find a hustle, yes. a good hustle later when you taught your <laughs> mind how to be humble. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so we have to take the emotions that don't serve us well, that's yeah. making me suffer, yeah. and externalize them. Yes. So when you're, look, you're standing right in front of somebody that's raging at you, what they're doing is externalizing their internal chaos, and they're dumping it on you. So what I want you to do is own your own spirit, yes. because the Bible says he that owns his own spirit is stronger than a man that can take the whole city. It's stronger than a warrior. So practice while you're there i mean you got a lot of personalities around you practice owning your own spirit and deflecting this stuff uh with your peace with your joy that no man's going to rob from you and and it's hard to hold on to my peace if there's a lot of chaos in front of me so what i have to do is recognize that i lost it and then I got to take the steps to breathe, to detach from the chaos and the confusion. And then I've got to reconnect with myself, with my source, with the Holy Spirit. And the way I do that is I reconnect first to my breath, to my intention that I set for the day. My intention could be kindness today. I'm going to speak in kindness. Nobody's going to get me off that rocker. And you can do this five times a day. I have five times a day. I can do it every hour. Stop, go, take a minute, mm-hmm. go somewhere, be kind. That's right. So. Mm-hmm. If they were going to be kind today, what kind of things could they do in prison to show a little drop of kindness to somebody else? Uh, they could show somebody exercise. They could show somebody uh, – they could draw with somebody. They could play chess. That's a big thing. Play spades. Pick up a partner that it, nobody likes to play with. Yeah. Uh, go to that guy that nobody likes to talk to. Go over talk, start talking to him about God. That's what you're supposed to do anyway as his brother in Christ. That's what you're <laughs> supposed to be doing. Not to overwhelm you, but <laughs> – for real, that's that's a tension that these classes are supposed to lead you to, mm-hmm. is you are supposed to get up out of that chair and go help somebody be godly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the end result. That's what I want you to get out of prison and be thinking that that is okay to be. Quit thinking that, you know, I have to get out a certain way. We're going to get out and we're going to be godly. That's right. Together. Yes. But you're going to learn it now. Yes. You're going to practice. And you got to practice it right where you're at. Yes. And so I was – a mother for many many years and i homeschooled my children and i had three of them well i'm telling you it was noisy every day yeah. and no matter how much i cleaned there was more cleaning to do and i kept thinking now what am i doing just you know because i had an education i could have gone to work and instead i chose to come home yes. and i did it as a, as a labor of love and i also 
emotionally matured because every behavior, every character flaw I had come back at me in 15 minutes. (laughs) So whatever's in front of you that's really loud is probably what you need to deal with. (laughs) So whatever's irritating you the most, Look at the plank in your own eye before you start correcting them. Yes. And correct yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like if I can humble myself and correct myself, I can be a good example to others. So I would go to my seven-year-old and I would say, I think I was impatient with you and you were impatient with your sister. So I apologize. And then let's go and apologize to her. And now, I mean, I let a seven-year-old hold me accountable. And now, all of a sudden, we're on the same playing ground, and he and I are holding each other accountable for our impatience, and we're both learning and growing together. And it's the same thing you can do in there with your workout partners, your your card partners. You can hold each other accountable. It's not ratting. It's not snitching. Don't you want your brother to live good once he gets out? Mm -hmm. Don't you want to work on his behavior? Accountability is that way. That is the way. So there's this kindness that can make a person feel respected and valued. And one of the things that I find that uh, with kids in recovery is that they will look at me and say, I will die in the streets before I'm treated that way. So there's an element of respect that we need to have for human life for each other, mm-hmm. a respect for, uh, I mean, there's things that I need to share, and then there's things that are my invi- individual property, my hairbrush, my toothbrush, my my p- pillow. There's certain things I don't need to share, but then there's other things that I can share. And as I do that, I other people feel loved. Other people feel respected and valued. So I, I even want the guards to practice kindness. Yeah. I want them to practice respecting the life that's before them, and looking at them with an ounce of compassion, um, to just not in strength, in boundaries, yes, but also with compassion, with respect, with kindness, with love, being that good example. Yeah, you're right, and it's it's easy to do actually when you're in there. You got this little clique that you mess with. It's probably your friends. It doesn't have to be no gang association at all. I'm just talking about your friends, and you you're you're quick to tell them if they're you know slipping in any way. Well, just think about doing that as in a like a kind way, as in teaching them. You know, if they're sitting in there talking about how they're going to get out and do drugs and do bad things to certain people, just be the grown up, be the be the godly man, be that big brother that they need in there. Be the person that says, man, you don't want to do that. You don't want to throw away your life like that because they do need that. They do need that in there. Them youngins coming in there need to hear that stuff from Hmm. people like me, from people like you. If you're hearing this and you've taken this long, this many minutes into the show, well, you're that guy because uh the rest of them probably fell off, and they were probably not going to try to reach out to anybody anyway. And I'm glad you're here. Uh, I didn't take very many notes today because last time it tricked me, and I only did 15 minutes. But uh, <laughs> So we're going to sit here and talk about stuff. But next time I'll have many notes and many different Bible verses. I forgot that it's a 30-minute show. <laughs> For real. Because it was it's 15 okay. last time. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So let's just ask them some questions. What would it look like to be kind? Yeah. What would it look like to be kind? Think about that. Now, what would it look like to be kind to yourself? Because there's this harsh internal negative critic that we get going on with ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're we're feeling we shame and guilt, and we're just in be- there too. Especially, yeah. Like we think we're the just you know what I mean. Everybody out here is just keep living life without us. 
and everybody's not remembering us that we think the worst thoughts in there we're the our own biggest critics in there yeah so what would it look like for them to give themselves a little grace a yeah. little kindness yeah um because a lot of times you're beating yourself up because you did mess up yeah. you did go back you didn't have the self-control so what it what would it look like if you practiced self-control while you were there yeah um don't come out the same person you went in that's, that's right. all your family wants that's you want right. to make amends there you go <laughs> so i had a buddy and he was going home one time and i think i've told this story but this is so cool he was getting ready to go home and his sister had his kids and he was like you know they're not gonna let me see my boys and all i want is to, is to hug my kids and 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 I, he was going home for a funeral, and nobody wanted him. Finally, one of them said, okay, you can sleep in the floor in a garage <laughs> if you have a ride here and a ride back. So I drove him, you know, two and a half hours, and his buddy picked him up, and he went there, and then we got him away back. But I said, on the way we were going, I said, now they are going to be angry at you. You've been gone for a lot of years. They're mad that you messed up. They're mad that you had drugs that you probably stole from them. Because, you know, you do crazy things when you're mm -hmm. high. And and when they're fussing at you and arguing with you, I want you to flash those pearly whites and <laughs> smile at them and say, man, I've missed you guys. Mm -hmm. I've missed my family griping at me. And when he did that, it broke all their hearts. And they let him see his kids. And now he's back, and this one's given him a garage apartment, and this one helped him get a job, and this one helped him get a – and now he's got, he sees his kids, and he's got That's them in awesome. church. I saw it on Facebook. There they was in church, That's sitting awesome. on the pew with him and his lovely boys. That's so awesome. there is an all-or-nothing mentality in prison. Yeah. We're like, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, it's never going to get any better. But, you know, this is a road to somewhere. Yeah. And not a road to nowhere. Look, I did prison till I was 40. Wow. Think about it. Till I was 40 years yeah. old. And now I realize that life is better. The yeah. noise got less noisy. I can learn. I'm actually <laughs> teachable. So this is the wisdom that I was I was always wanting when I was a youngin, but I never looked into it. Now I know. It's just take your time. Slow down. Learn. Remain teachable. There's 80-year-olds in college. Imagine that. You know what I mean? <laughs> For real, there's 70-year-olds taking classes right now in yeah. college. <laughs> so Your life's not over. No, your life this, is, can be just now beginning. And when I was changing diapers and getting up all night long with crying colicky babies, I feel like my life was over. But I'm like, God's teaching me here. Yeah. And the thing that I learned teaching babies was patience. Yeah. Uh, the sweetness of the tongue increases learning in yeah. Proverbs. So I realized if I was irritated and frustrated, they didn't learn nothing from nothing. me. But if I was sweet... Yeah. Buddy, they were ready to learn. Yeah. <laughs> but it took me correcting me yeah. and me coming out of uh, 23 years of homeschooling uh, to be a different person yeah. so that I addressed every character flaw I had. I got rid of the old person, the old things that didn't serve me, the, the loud, noisy things that caused me suffering in my head, yeah. the abusive thoughts, the abusive words. I finally started thinking – those aren't my thoughts. Those are the thoughts of the person that abused me, that said I was no good, that I was never going to make it, that I wasn't ever going to mount to anything. Those aren't my thoughts. Yeah. Those aren't God. That's not the way God thinks about me. So if if you have um, if you have not loved yourself, that's your job today. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, most of them haven't. 
40 no. years in heaven. You know no. what I mean? 40 years spent. Every time I went to prison, you can definitely believe that I did not love myself. Every time I stuck a needle in my arm, I did not love myself. We can kid ourselves all we want to. You will not poison yourself and love yourself. There is no mm. possible way. And you will not poison your community, <laughs> and you will not poison your family and love yourself right. or respect yourself. Right. <clears throat> because they are just a different branch of you. They are, they are the arm of your body, so your what, family, your community. Yes. So what I've got in my trauma book is to recognize your trauma triggers, your inner core responses of anger, self-pity, um, uh, anxiety, and your severe inner core responses of self-destructive abuse, drug abuse, suicidal yep. thinking, to understand that we can reprogram that by practicing, by recognizing it. Yeah. Uh, detaching from it, dealing with it, uh, working through those emotions, and then attaching to a character skill like compassion and a fruit of the Spirit like patience or peace, and then just refusing to circle that mountain again. But go to a trusted friend, love on them, let them comfort you, let the Holy Spirit comfort you, and get up and start today as a new day. Serving. Start (laughs) serving. Start serving somebody. You know there's three people around you who don't know how to read. Right. Wow. There you go. Facts. If there is 20 people around the, right now, there's three of them that don't know how to read and write. So they are not in the Bible. So you are to teach them to read and write. That is just one of our jobs. You know what I mean? Wow. We are to teach people to be in the Bible. If that means you sit down and teach them, that is to be kind. And we are right. to be kind. Right. I love you. You're supposed to love them. You know what I mean? Huh. And, and Josh, sometimes loving myself is saying no. Yeah. To somebody else that's wanting to hurt me, wanting to take advantage that's of real. me, wanting to use me or abuse me, the loving thing for me to do is to put that behavior in a container and yeah. walk away. And a lot more of more than it is to say yes, yes, <laughs> and more than it is to fight back yes. and to uh, defend myself. Yeah. So the really cool thing is, is that Jesus didn't defend himself. No, he didn't. He was silent yeah. as a lamb before the yeah. shears. And you know what? I I think he won. Yeah. <laughs> I think he won a lot of ground yeah. by just taking it to the cross. Yeah. So sometimes I have to take it to the cross. If somebody's hurt me, if somebody's offended me, and I haven't forgiven them, I just have to take it to the cross. Yeah. There it is, Lord. Uh, they're never going to apologize, or maybe they're long gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe they died years ago. But I, I'm going to forgive until I feel like I have forgiven them. Yeah. And it may be a process of six weeks or six months, but once I purpose to forgive somebody, I'm going to do it. Yeah, you're right. Little by little, little by little. And we have to forgive. And, and I do it out of obedience, not yeah. because I feel like Facts. I am <laughs> never going to feel like forgiving them people for what they did that, to me. Real. But I'm going to do it out of obedience to the Word of God so that I can enjoy peace. Yes. And that I'm not going to have that tormenting spirit that's going to torment me because I didn't forgive. Yes. So I'm going to love. I'm going to speak kindness to myself. So love yourself. Uh, put your right hand on your left shoulder, your left hand on your right shoulder, and hmm. say, I am loved. Hmm. And then take a deep breath and, and love yourself so that you stop condemning yourself. And then when you open your mouth, you're not going to be externalizing all that pain. <laughs> hmm. Instead, what's coming out of you is what you're putting in, which is that love and that self-acceptance. And, uh, that confidence that you can get past this, that this didn't come to stay, it come to pass, and that no matter where you are, you're not forgotten, that you can just do the next right thing. Yeah. 
me and I just want to thank you for listening to us. Uh, we'll be back here next week. I uh, just want to uh, wrap up and with a prayer. I'm just because I don't want you all to think that we ain't praying around here for you <laughs> and with you. Amen. <laughs> Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we just come to you humbly and just ask you to look over these men in each and every day life in there. Mm-hmm. We know it's hard, Father, being away from their loved ones, not knowing what's going on out here. Just let them know that, Father, you're you're with them. Comfort them, Father. <clears throat> That's what they call you, the comforter. So be that. Father, we just ask you to uh, look over their families out there. Let them be close to you, Father. Just ask you to look over each and every one of us. In Jesus mm-hmm. Christ's name, amen. Yes, and what I want to pray. Josh, is that we are able to open our hearts to receive the love and the kindness and the peace that God has for each and every one of us. Amen.